All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. It's Fit Nation. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Misfit Nation. If you are feeling overwhelmed or, or floating towards the darkness, do not hesitate to phone a friend. If you are embarrassed that you are having a difficult time, call the Veteran Crisis Line at 1-800-273-8255 and press 1. That's 1-800-273-8255 and press 1. Again, as we have told you many times over the last year, do not make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you are new, thanks for joining. And be sure to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast apps. And of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Underscore Misfit Nation. That's The Underscore Misfit Nation. So you stay up to date on all of our episodes as they release, while also having the opportunity to get in to hear the stories of our amazing guests. Speaking of which, our next guest wears many hats to fulfill the call God has placed on her life. As an entrepreneur over several businesses, including her own personal brand, Rejoice Essentials which promotes the gospel of Jesus Christ. She also serves as a life coach and mentor to many women. She is also a loving mom, mother of two children. She is married to Tron. She has dedicated her life to the work of ministry and to serve others under the call God has placed over her. And she currently resides in South Carolina. So without further ado, let's welcome to the Misfit Nation author, Kimberly Moses. How are you, Kimberly? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on your platform and share with you today. Awesome. We're glad to have you here. I'm glad the, the internet world is able to get us connected. Otherwise, we'd probably just walk right past each other and not know each other. And uh, this gives us a chance to see each other. And and maybe and by chance we see each other in real life, we'll be able to give each other a high five and say, hello, how are you? Yes. <laughs> so Kimberly, if you don't mind, if you'd like to just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself from as far back as you want to go to where we are now. Yeah, so I am a publisher. Um, I'm an author of 47 books. I'm a full-time minister. I'm an entrepreneur. I have a beauty business as well as a publishing company. Um, I love to cook. Recently, <laughs> me and my husband, we lost about 40 pounds. So I'm now doing a keto lifestyle journey. I'm really excited about that. Um, I used to be an exotic dancer and I like the title to misfit because it's like, you know, that, that whole thing. Um, I used to, um, run away from home. You know, uh, I was just a really bad child, but I think uh, for my deliverance, I almost died a few times. Uh, one time I tried to rob someone and they put a gun to me, but it, yeah, it was crazy. Wow. And then, uh, I almost got in a car accident. Uh, well, excuse me. I did get in a car accident and that was the, the most traumatic experience. So um, getting in a car accident, that's when I got saved and gave my life to Jesus. And um, I sat in church for like 10 years and I didn't know my purpose in life. And then one day I went through a traumatic uh, experience, like my first marriage didn't work out. And then I just got pushed into what I'm doing now. Um, I found out who I was. I started preaching and uh, you know, writing books and it's just like that, that traumatic experience brought out, you know, purpose, the pain brought out purpose for me. Instead of me being depressed, um, I just began to draw closer to God and God helped me through that. And I feel like I went too fast. So if you want to ask me more then you know, we can, yeah. <laughs> You're doing good. <laughs> 47 books. That's a lot of books. And, uh, how, how often do you put them out? Yeah. So I try to write like 
four books like a year like you know try to put books out like that i wrote my first one 2014 but um some you know in the pandemic i was just busy you know, <laughs> i was just so busy so i just I, I i checked my progress and i think over this last year I wrote 17 books just being in the pandemic just to make myself more productive wow. it just you know on quarantine <laughs> lockdown couldn't go nowhere so i was like okay well let me get on a computer and start typing that's that's dedication right there. That's a lot of books in uh since two since 2014. That's eight years, 47 books. Are they all like long books or are they like a hundred pagers at easy reads? Yes, um, they they vary. Like I have okay. some children's books, I have um some nonfiction books, you know, like prayer, and I also have some um fiction books like I wrote a superhero book, right? <laughs> and <then laughs> I wrote, you know, just just different genres of you know, I'm just trying to explore and uh, me and my husband are working on a cookbook. So oh, we've nice. been saying this for years. We're going to get a cookbook out. But now since we're doing that keto uh, lifestyle, I can we got some recipes now to help somebody. <laughs> then you get your own cooking show and maybe start local and then go nationwide. Oh, I'll receive it. <laughs> I'll receive it. I don't know if you have enough time with everything else you have going on. Uh, so you, you started writing, then you became a publisher so you can help yourself and help others. Yeah, so um, in 2014, I wrote my first book, and I think I maybe uh, wrote about 12 books. So around 2017, um, I was praying. I said, God, I need $25,000, you know, to be able to publish all those books. I think I had 12 at the time. And then he gave me an idea to start my own company, and I never thought I could do that. So I started my own company, and I, I put out like maybe two books, and immediately a bunch of people on Facebook it's like, oh my God, who did your book? And I say, like, I did it myself. And they just start coming and coming. So I really don't put out like big ads. I just put my own books and the people just like, oh, who did your book? And I say, I, I did it myself. And it just keeps on drawing business. <laughs> so I think like right now I got like maybe about 60 or 70, um, you know, clients, authors underneath my company. And then we also have a magazine as well. So we just kind of put out, you know, each month. That's outstanding. And you stay so busy. I'm not sure when you sleep because you have a lot of stuff going on and then have two children and and uh, your faith with God. You know, you go to church probably a few times a week and pray with others and do that and as long along with your business. So when do you find time just for you? Well, that, that's a good question. And I actually struggle with that for a while, like, you know, putting myself on a back burner. Uh, feeling overlooked because I always put my husband's needs first, the children's, and then it's like in ministry, being a full-time minister, it's like I never get a break. It's like 24-7. So I have to learn like to set boundaries because people will call you on like Facebook uh, like three o'clock in the morning. And I was like, you can't do that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I need prayer. And it's not like they're dying. You know, I'm not trying to be insensitive, but it'd be like, I just need um, a better job. I'm like, it's three o'clock in the morning. I couldn't wait till like nine, <laughs> 9 a.m. or something, you know, so I had to put boundaries. So um, I remember a season where I felt like I was burning out and I felt just overwhelmed, but I began to, you know, uh, take that one day for myself. Just one day a week, it's not bad, right? No. Just to, you know, <laughs> wind down and just to, yeah, but I never really get a break. That's the truth. <laughs> hey, that's, that's amazing. Just, just reading your bio and then listening to you speak, you're full of energy. So I know you had the keto diet has to be working, giving, pumping you up full of energy. And then, of course, uh, praying, praying all the praying that God gives you some energy as well. But there's only so much both of those can do. So please take a break every once in a while and take a take a check on you as you go forward. Yes. 
So you shared your testimony when you were speaking, uh, when you you gave your introduction that you were an exotic dancer, which is taboo, which is like a misfit life. Now you're empowering young women from all walks of life. How did you get involved with dancing and how did you stop and move to where you are now? Yes, and I love that question. And I love empowering women, you know, because most women feel like, especially our youth, they feel like it's all about their looks and their body, but there is an anointing. Um, When I started living for God, God showed me I have a brain. I just remember in high school, I was like a D student. Like I barely graduated high school, you know, because I thought everything was about, you know, my body and my looks. But then God said, no, you have a brain, use your brain. So when I got saved, I actually became an honor roll student, which is amazing. Like, oh God, I do have a brain, you know? So, yeah. Um, so I remember about 12 years old, my mother, we wasn't saved growing up. We was actually a Buddhist. You know, we grew up Buddhist. Um, uh, so anywho, uh, I just remember we was always watching the Jenny Jones show. I don't know if you remember that show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was my favorite. And she used to have these girls on there that used to be like ugly ducklings in high school. But after high school, they became like some vixens or something. And I said in my heart at 12 years old, and this is why we have to be careful of vows, the things we speak, that we said, I'm going to do this one day, because I actually did it. (laughs) So at 12 years old, I remember saying, I'm going to be like her. I'm going to be a stripper, you know, because she had a (laughs) bunch of strippers on her her show. So on my 18th birthday, I went down to the club and I got a job. And I did it, you know, legally for like three years. And I got in a car accident. Like I remember one day, I felt evil for the first time, like death, like I was going to die. And then I heard the devil speak to me. He said, you're going to die today. And I shook it off. I said, no, I'm not going to die. I'm too young, you know? And like maybe six hours later, I got in this horrible car accident. But what's crazy, like two weeks prior to that accident, my younger sister, she just got saved. And she was on fire. You know how some people, when they first get saved, they want to tell everybody about Jesus and it was scaring me. I was like, nah, nah, I don't want want that do with Jesus you know so I was running so she gave me a bible like here I was like okay so I was out on my way out the door so I put this bible on my passenger seat drove around in the car with it for two weeks and that night when the enemy spoke to me he said you're gonna die today and I was like nothing gonna happen so it was just like a slow motion movie I I I knew I was about to get hit by a car it was raining so hard uh I felt death again in my car like I was about to die and I looked in my rearview mirror and I saw this car about to hit me in slow motion. And I was like, this car cannot be that dumb to hit me when it's an empty lane beside me. So I know it was the devil trying to kill me that night. Cause what are the odds of that? Somebody hitting you, but it's an empty lane right there. You know, so it was just crazy. Um, so I remember like I, have, I had a four door sedan and it got smushed into a two door and it had glass and CDs, all credit cards all scattered around on the highway. And I had like piercings because I used to be like a misfit all over, you know, just so <laughs> the piercings popped out, the eyebrow ring popped off, my braces popped off. I was like, how do your braces pop off? But wow. my braces actually <laughs> popped off. That's how much the impact was. So I thought I was dead and I jumped out the car and the lady uh, that hit me, she was high. Uh-huh. She was, uh, she got out the car. She said, do you have a black and mild? I was like, a what? You going to hit my car? And asked me, do I have a black and mild? Are you serious? You know, but she uh, calmed me down. And then I remember when the uh, fire, uh, you know, fire, uh, the firefighters always get to the accident first before like the police. So I remember the firefighter, he shook his head when he looked at the car and he was like, wow. And then he picked up this Bible, the same Bible my sister gave me, he handed it to me. He said, here, young lady, this saved your life. So I knew it was God. So after that, I was shooken up. I said, I don't want to dance no more. I want to live right. 
So I went, you know, the, after I healed, cause I was really banged up. Like I was like in this neck brace for months. Um, so after I healed, I went down and cleaned up my locker at that club and I never looked back. So, but now to answer your question, cause I know I probably just spoke too long, but <laughs> to answer your question, like I can see myself, my old self in those women. And, you know, they have to realize their self-worth, they're valuable. You know, they have a husband out there one day that would desire them but it's like no man will take them serious if they just let it all hang out nothing to lead to the imagination and they need to know that they are fearfully wonderfully made and god has a great plan for them and looks on everything when we get older we may start changing you know what I'm saying when we get older <laughs> you may not be as beautiful as you used, used to be uh younger you know so um also do you have a brain um do you have anything established for yourself like you know do you have something to fall back on what happens if you know you you get hurt on a job do you have anything to rely on you know so it's it's it's, it's so much so i just see my old self and these women so i i help them and i always tell them my testimony and some get delivered some you know they uh join my ministry and um and they just start getting on fire for god that's outstanding and uh I like how you said that they all believe uh, it's looks, looks, looks. And I see it. Uh, my wife's an eighth grade teacher. So I see the kids that she uh, teaches now, they have the same mentality. Now it's, it's a never ending cycle. You have to be one of the cool kids in school. You have to be, you have to look the best, have the best clothes, best, this, best, that top of the line, everything, or you're not cool enough. And then that doesn't get you anywhere. Like you said before, you said you were so worried about your outward appearance you weren't taking care of your brain and you were getting D's and you were skating by. And then all of a sudden yeah. you got that honor roll. You're like the light came on. I am smart. I can do this. I can do that. And that's, you are now able to share that story with young women as they're going down the wrong path or they, they're worried about things that don't need to be worried about right now. And yes. you can share that and empower them to become pillars in the, in the community. That's great stuff. Yes, absolutely. And, and that's very important, too, because um, the enemy attacks the, our youth, you know, the young children a lot. Uh, it, it's just crazy. Like, we have to be mindful what our children are watching and listening to. And even the kids at school, like, I've never seen kids commit suicide so young and take it. It's, it's, just, it's just getting crazy. You know, it's the sign of the Lord's return. It, and I mean, I think last week I read there was a, I think, 11 year old boy hung himself because he was bullied and that's 11 years old why is that even in his mind to do that that's yes. that's not something I, I know I never thought of at that age and I really didn't see it until I was in the military I didn't see it firsthand people doing it and it's a it's a very uh, bad leap to do a, I said in the beginning don't make a permanent solution out of a temporary problem you can there's always someone that can help you and, and you're one of those people now that are able to help them because you you went to the brink of the darkness basically and uh that that wreck with the with the person that hit you in the car, that brought you to where you are now and the ability to help others. And I know you're thankful for that. Your family's thankful for that because without that, they wouldn't be here. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And then also, like I, I actually dealt with suicide. Uh, I remember just when my first marriage didn't work out the way I wanted it to work out, I fell into like a suicidal state, and I actually was in a suicide ward. And I just remember. Uh, I, I forgot her title, but I don't want to call her a life coach, but some kind of therapist. She asked me, she said, what is your will to live? 
one through 10. And I said a zero, right? I was crazy, right? <laughs> and I said a zero. And um, I just remember like, since being in the suicide <laughs> war, I couldn't, I couldn't leave my room. So what happened was um, I, when I did leave my room, there was a bookcase. That's all I can do is read a book. So the book that I picked up, the name of the book was called Doing His Time. You know, talking about God's time. Right. So it was all about God's love and his mercy. And as I began to read this book, I just began to encounter God, you know, right there. And that was like the piv pivotal point in my life. And I said, you know what? I, I, I can live. I, it's, it's work that I have to do. I have two children. What am I doing? It was just like a, a God gave me another chance. He gave me a, a desire to live again. And then from that moment, then that's when he pushed me to start preaching his word. And I was like, I don't want to preach. God I ran from the calling for so long. <laughs> it's like we can't wrestle with God because he will win every time. Yeah, you're, you're not going to win the battle in that because yeah. he holds all the cards and yeah. we're supposed to just play them and <laughs> do what you're supposed to do, do the right thing. And I, I believe that he has given you that path, that right, the right lane to be in now. Instead, of, like you said, there, there was a whole empty lane and that woman hit you and it was there for that happened for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. And yes, uh, I'm glad that you were able to walk away and, and you're here in front of us now and able to write 47 books and start your publishing company and help others to publish their books. So when you publish your books, I know most of yours are, are on the, on the word of the Lord or now a cookbook coming out soon, of course. Um, how did you start, start your business and do you envision it as helping all young authors or all uh, aspiring authors? Yeah. Um, so I started it um, when I was asking for that seed, and, right. you know, God gave me that idea. So then he began to send people because I had no idea what I was doing. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I began to do research how to do it. And I got the necessary funds. And during that time, I was going through financial challenges. Like uh, I had just got terminated from my job. I didn't know how I was going to make it. And then he gave me this idea. I said, OK, God, where's the money going to come from? So I, I said, OK, I, if I do this business, will you give me the money? He gave me the money. So I had enough money to buy like, you know, the ISBN numbers, you know, for each books. And then I had enough money to get licensed uh, through the state and everything else, my paperwork and uh, then it was just from there. So uh, I also do training for inspiring authors as well. So people are like, how do you write a book? So I spent hours and hours and hours developing like classes and courses to help people uh, to, you know, get their book out. And it's actually part of my ministry. You know, I, I treat their books like it's my book. So <laughs> right. I'm very passionate about it. That's good. It becomes kind of like your baby, even though it's their baby. And it becomes yeah. a village trying to help that baby grow. And and I'm sure you smile each time one of them get on the charts and they get their book out there. They do their first book signing and they thank you right away as their publisher. Yeah. I'm sure that it's, brings, it's very, it brings it's that very joy. rewarding. Yeah. Yes. Very rewarding work. Even it's, it's hard work. Yes. <laughs> I was about to say it's hard work and it's, and I know your life is selfless now, but I'm sure you still have a little self joy at that time when, the, when that book comes out, even when your own books come out and they, they go across the screen and they're on the top seller or in the bestseller, any list say that, hey, that's my book right there. I, I put hard work into that and that's out there. Yes. Yes. And put that yes. pat on the back and say, good job. Let's keep moving forward. Isn't I actually start writing um through my pain because it was like it's therapeutic. So I just remember being suicidal, broken, depressed. So I just began to just write 
And then one day I looked like what happened when I first started writing, let me go back. Uh, first guy said, you going to write a blog, do a blog. And I said, a blog. So I <laughs> stepped out in faith and I got a website and I started blogging. And then when I got done with the website, he said, okay, take that content and put it into a book. So I was like, okay. So I did it and I stepped out in faith and I put my first book out. And then he gave me a list of 21 books. So I said, 21 books. So I actually did that. And I think I finished the 21 books in like 2017, you know, wow. those 21 books. And then, you know, he's like, you're not done yet. So he kept giving me book after book after book. So, okay, God. So it's just like, we can't put a limit on God. He just, he just downloads and he just pours and he causes us to impact people's lives. He does. And like you said, if you've, if you've seen the signs like you did, you wrote 21 books by the time you were uh 2017 came around and 25 since then that's in five years or 26 since then i'm sorry so that's yeah. that's a lot of books in just a short period of time and a lot of uh you probably got some carpal tunnel going on all that typing and so i guess <laughs> topping stuff up cooking kind of spread stretches that out a little bit oh yes 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 <laughs> so what's your process when you write a book do you just shut down everything else and just write or is there like a time and day you go into your quiet space and just write yeah, so I find myself, I can write a lot if I just put like some soft worship music on, just low, and then get in the presence of God because he He, he causes us to flow. Like I, I rarely get writer's block because I just focus on him and he gives me the ideas. And I just type out uh, what he just puts in my spirit to, just to write down. Um, so I try to set goals. Uh, so when God gets me like writing assignments, like actually I have a book collaboration right now and a book collaboration we're going to have uh, it's like maybe 10 authors that join me, they write in my book. The name of the book is called Tested, Tried, But I Survived. Uh -huh. And with, with that book, uh, I say, okay, God, I got a writing assignment. So I actually wrote like maybe five chapters in like a day. I just spent, spent the day. Um, so he just give me a deadline. But I tried to like set like maybe writing a chapter a day, like for my regular books. That's how I used to do it. Because you have to try to balance everything with like ministry and, you know, homework with the children and taking care of your house and other things. So I say sit like maybe a chapter a day. Um, I like to write like three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning when it's quiet or maybe before I go to bed because that's, I can get a lot done because the children are asleep and I can just focus, you know, at the prayer. So that's how, that's how my writing schedule looks. That's a, again, it's, it's structured. You, you like the structure of doing things and that I can see it, it works for you and that's great stuff. So if an aspiring author, it comes up to you and says, Kimberly, I've seen you wrote 47 books. What three things could I do to make myself a better writer and get my books out there? Yeah, so I will tell them to invest in like uh, editing software because, you know, it's, it's, it's great to have that extra, uh, I, I, I use Grammarly. Grammarly is awesome, you know, and they got a free version, they got the paid version. And that has taught me how to write better. And it has taught me also to edit better. So, and I will tell them number two, to read a lot of books, read. If you're gonna write, you need to learn how to read because as you read different books, you pick up different vocabulary and you learn different things. So I learned so much by reading um, just other books. And then number three, just the research, research. And I, I can I can give you four as well. Be confident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because I meet a lot of people that just not confident, like 
they're dealing with shame and they're afraid of what people think about their past, right. but you can't worry about that. You know, just your, your book has to glorify God. That's why I just be transparent and tell it because I'm like, I'm not that person anymore. Like, this is what God has done for me. And now I have fellowship with the Holy Spirit and it feels good. It's no more shame. There's no more depression. I, I walk in freedom and I walk in peace. And it's all because of him, because I decided to tell my testimony because when we tell our testimony the enemy is overcome by the blood of the lamb or by the word of our testimony so i just say be confident and you you know it's about glorifying god that's outstanding advice i use grammarly right now as i'm pursuing my phd as well it helps me get through every one of my papers because otherwise my papers would not make it very far and uh, so i i definitely promote grammarly to people right now free versions for yes. me right now i'm sure the paid version gives you some extra things that can help you out. Yes, so, Kimberly, how can someone get in contact with you if they want to, want to send you a manuscript or even just chat with you? Yeah, so you can go to my publishing website and it's at uh, republishing.org, republishing.org, and you can contact me there. Um, you can contact me on Facebook. Um, my, my Facebook page is Prophetess Kimberly Moses. Um, I'm on YouTube too. So oh. it's my name on YouTube, Kimberly Moses. <laughs> nice. So you're everywhere. It's good. And, and I'll add these links to the show notes so they can just click on them and reach out and, uh, t- and, and get in touch with you so they can uh, get their stories out there and, and follow their the right path. Yes. So thanks Kimberly Thank for taking some of your time this evening to share your story with us and your journey. Uh, good luck on your next 47 books. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Y'all received that. <laughs> you know how we do this. Thanks for taking some of your time to spend with us on Fit Nation. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and share the link as much as possible. If you want to, please become a supporter to help us carry this thing on. We appreciate you. If you know someone that brings that energy, has a great story, is an up-and-comer in any industry of music, in the arts, have them reach out to us on TheMisfitNation.com. We will get back to them within one day and get them on here so they can share their story with the world. As always, till next time, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling. Because we are Fit Nation.